0: Today is December 27th. It's two days after Christmas and Christmas. Talk much, loser? It's two days after Christmas and the Yankees haven't done a thing. There's not even fake rumors, but we have a a cool talk with Coley Harvey who covers the beat. So it's nice to get to know him and who we're reading and who's covering the team. And we also have some fun voicemails. The voicemails are actually, I, I like the voicemails today. So let's talk Yanks. That line steaming hot takes Get your Yankees news with these two fine It's time for talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old
1: John Boy.
0: John, John Boy
1: and Talking
2: Yanks with old John Boy. John, John Boy, Boy and Jake.
0: What's up? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in on this late December. Late December episode. Hey, speaking of, if you have a review in the iTunes app that says you wrote it in December, five star review. We're going to take everyone that has a review in December, we're going to put them on a wheel, we're going to spin that wheel. One of them is going to win a free shirt of their choice from the Talking Yank store. So now would be a good time to go get a five-star review, and if you have an old review, just change it, edit it, so now it says it's in December, push it to the top, make it look like our site's more active, all that nonsense, you'll get a shirt. Thanks for helping out. This is uh, an episode with no news, but some fun, fun voicemails and an interview with Coley Harvey, as I said in the opening, which a better host would have re-edited or not messed up in the beginning, but you don't have a better host, you have me, and you have my, my co-host, Your second host, Jakey, the Jake, the Jake man, Story, Ellie.
1: Hello, 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 hello. What's
0: up? Merry Christmas. V-E-L-O-L-O-L-O-V-E.
1: I was going to sing the Kanye West. Kanye West opens a a verse with that hello, 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 hello. But the next term, next he says white America, which I feel like. That's not the vibe I, I want to be giving off.
0: White America! I could be one of your kids. White America! How did it end up like this? Don't get me singing Eminem on the show. How are you doing day after Christmas? We're recording this the day after Christmas, yes. Yes. Um, I don't know, I'm pretty fried. Feel just like a gross bag of shit. Just so many sweets for four days. I just totally need to like um, cleanse it all out. I'm like, uh, Katie said she felt like she was coming down with something. And I was like, I don't think okay. you're coming down with something. It's just we've just been eating like shit, haven't been sleeping, and just been active for four days straight. It's just coming down with the case of the tireds. Am I right? Okay.
1: All right. Um, <laughs> timely and punctual with the soundboard. As always. Um, yeah, man, I went to i I went to the gym today, and I was like, you know what, I I got to get a little workout in, and so I got I got caught up some doing things, and it was later than I liked going to the gym. So then I was like, all right, you know what, I'm I'm just gonna do cardio because I need that over anything else. But I mean, if I'm just doing cardio, I've got nothing to live for. And you just want right so- back to your
0: ankles, as always.
1: I went went down there, hopped on the treadmill, walked for like 15 minutes playing solitaire. Felt awful, and then I remembered my last five meals were this lasagna.
0: What kind of lasagna? Just regular old meat in the middle. Sausage? Oh yeah, meat,
1: meat, cheese. Um, so last five meals: lasagna, cookies, sour patch kids, lasagna. Cookies. Those were the last five meals I considered.
0: You said Sour Patch Kids, and you—I think you have it as a meal. Yeah, man. I—I uh, I did. I did the Christmas day. Like I
1: had a ton of lasagna at like three o'clock, and then so it's like eight thirty. I'm not. I can't eat any more lasagna. I don't want to eat anything else. So Santa put Sour Patch Kids in my stocking, which was a real dick move, Santa. Because you know I'm going to eat all of them.
0: Would you rather Santa put Sour Patch Kids in your stocking or Swedish Fish?
1: That was the other thing Santa put in my stocking.
0: <laughs> yeah. Why, what did you do, man? That's worse than coal.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, Uh. my... Santa wants to watch you eat yourself to death. For however beautiful and effervescent my Santa is, uh, she's either trying to kill me or she doesn't realize that something she thinks she's doing being nice is taking years off my life.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's not many there to begin with.
1: You know, there's not much going on in my brain. Actually, on, on Twitter today at Talking Jake, you saw I was just I was just listing baseball stats like that's kind of where
0: my brain lives. Yeah, Yeah. But there's 10 percent
1: not- of my brain right now that just
0: has to know where the Swedish fish are at all times. Where are they right now?
1: They're on top of the fridge.
0: Okay. Yeah, you were, you were going a little stat crazy on uh, Twitter today, and I went a little crazy on my end of things. Both Yankees. Just, just cold stove, man. It's cold stove season, like hard cold stove. I saw all your things that you were doing on Twitter where basically you were saying guys have better stats in wins than they do in losses. And until I saw your original one, which was Tejada, Right. I, I was, like, sneezing at all of them and kind of, like, what? what's he talking about? But the Tejada yeah. one's kind of cool because it was only 43 games different.
1: Right. It's just insane. For me, that's, like, I, I get it. And that's where people thought I was going into this in-depth analysis of how players play in games they won, how players play in games lost. Like, no. I knew the stats were going to be varied. And then when I saw, I mean, pending the player, there was a difference in OPS of, like, 150 to like 400 which was kind of nuts and it's kind of cool but I didn't realize how consistent that was across the board because I've only done that in NBA before and you'll see some slight tweaks but a lot of the guys numbers don't change and you'll even get some fun ones you'll get guys some bench guy plays better (laughs) when he plays better the team loses and it's kind of like okay that's kind of fun to look at so what does that really mean? So yeah, people thought I was diving and searching for some advanced stats, but no, it was it was nuts to me that Miguel Tejada, <laughs> with almost a career five hundred, <laughs> career five hundred record, like I think he had forty four more wins in his career, or whatever it was, had like four hundred more RBIs. <laughs> like I don't know, that's just kind of mind boggling to me. It was weird. The
0: Tahata one was weird. But the rest, I was kind of like, this is common sense.
1: What was with you and those glasses you just put
0: on? Don't talk about my glasses to the people. He can't see without his glasses. He was going to be an acrobat. His glasses. His glasses. That's from my girls talking about her friend that just died. It's a pretty sad scene. How about Brian Cashman playing baseball in college? Did you know this? Yeah, let's talk about We talked about what I did on Twitter today. Yeah. <laughs> what would yeah. you do? I found out about Brian Cashman's college baseball career because uh, someone asked me, a relative asked me, where did Brian Cashman go to school, like college? Right. And I had no idea. Uh, and I was like, maybe an Ivy League school. I don't know where Brian Cashman's school. And then I found out he was from New York, but he grew up a Dodger fan because he was a bat boy for the Dodgers at spring training where he would hang out with his grandma. Then when he was like 12 years old or maybe 14, he moved to Kentucky. And I didn't know he was from, I knew nothing about his past. He was from, he lived in Kentucky for a while, and he said that was the best thing that ever happened to him to get out of, like, New York City or, or wherever, Washington Heights, wherever he was from. Sure. Then he went to a bunch of prep schools, and he ended up at Catholic University, which I didn't know was a thing, playing, oh, D, yeah. playing D3 baseball. And he was a four-year starter, second baseman and leadoff hitter at Catholic University, the Catholic Cardinals. So once I found that out, I was I'm a history major, so I know how to research. So what I did to find those stats, like some people will probably think like that's crazy and creepy, but if you know how to do it, it's like incredibly easy. I went to I, went, I searched Catholic University archives, and then right. I limited my search from 1986 to 1989, the four years he attended, and then I just did a control F, show me every article that has Cashman in it, and I got all his baseball stats. It was pretty interesting, right? He was good. He was, uh, for like a D three baseball player. He was good on his team. Brian, That's good. We know you listen. Were you creeped out by my threat about you? Or did you? He's... I think he was happy to have his glory days out there. He's like, yeah, I could play swipe some bags. You called him a guardy. Yeah, because the most exciting play of one game was uh, Brian Cashman hit a triple and then and then scored on a pass ball. He said oh, – yeah. one of his quotes said that he didn't look at the third base coach for fear they would give him the take sign because if, if he wasn't good at hitting secondary pitches, so he would just hope they threw him a first-pitch fastball and swing at it. Been there. But he hit like 400 at one point, and I think he finished his senior year at like 300. I think people were – Actually, in- no. Oh, go on. Sorry. I think people were interested in, in that threat. I think yeah, it was cool. I think not a lot of people knew.
1: It was cool what what's her name gave you a shout out and a retweet
0: lindsay Adler
1: adler so we 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 want to be friends with you, Lindsay, if you listen. Um, I
0: like the picture of him in his dorm room,
1: yeah, it was good, a lot of good picks, handsome guy yeah. yeah that was that was my biggest mistake man and i I don't want to throw throw some some of the yes booth under the bus, but I think when I was watching baseball as a youth. That's when OBP and good eyes and taking pitches used to get more
0: rewarded. So I used to take every first pitch I saw. Oh, dude, I used to take every first pitch and just say, I'm working the count. Yeah. And I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't know what I was doing. Just take the first pitch. No. Teach your kids to swing. That's where I screwed up. Yeah. All right, let's get into some voicemails, and then we're going to go into Coley Harvey interview to end the show today. We have ESPN. five voicemails, a, a light voicemail load, but I, I, I mean, I'm kind of in a slap-happy mood, but I got a kick out of a couple of these. So I'm going to let Jake choose. We have, a, I'll give you a wave. Andrew from Hell's Kitchen, who's a regular. We got a Would You Rather. We got a Greg Bird voicemail. We got a Joe Tory voicemail. And we got a Machado voicemail. Which one do you want to go with lead off? Do you want to hit yourself in the head first because you forgot Patreon? Oh, yeah, Patreon. Oh, yeah, we actually have a special Patreon today. So the Patreon sponsors are going to sponsor the voicemails. There you go. That's a good save. Instead of sponsoring the whole episode, they're going to sponsor the voicemails. And a very special friend of ours, what's up, Sarah Patty, Patty Cake. Sarah is uh, our Patreon sponsor today, along with Patrick McKinstry, who's also a friend of ours that we've yet to meet. But we met Sarah at uh, winter meetings, and she gave me the button with Gary's face on it, which is a prized possession that I have right in front of me on my desk somewhere so they are our most recent patreon, suspo- patreon subscribers sponsor today's episode in this section of the voicemails two dollars a month uh live view early view uh whatever else you want what el- what else is there and a uh, raffle oh we have a contest going on right now jake we have a contest going on right now it's gonna run through uh the end of this week So on Monday, we will say a winner of this contest, and it is. If you are a Patreon, go to Patreon underneath, not this episode, but episode 188, and write down who you would want to spend the holidays with and your reasoning why, and it has to be creative. And, you know, the reasoning why. Make us laugh. Say something interesting. There's been some good ones so far. Uh, I think there's, like, Good amount. So you can win a jersey with no name on the back if you just say who you want to be at the holidays with and why. And Jake's going to choose his winner. I'm going to choose my winner. Then we're going to put them to a Twitter poll, and uh, the crowd will choose the final victor. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. Say, say the say the competition one more time so the people got it. All right. You say. So here's an example. Angel Del Rosario third. he said... I want to spend the holidays with Giancarlo Stanton, because with his money, I'm sure he will buy me a very nice gift. I like that. Uh, let me give another. Uh, I like this one. This is actually in contention right now, just because it gave me a, a quick, it's an easy joke, but quick chuckle. Russell Williams said, I'd like to spend the holidays with Jacoby Ellsbury so I can remember what he looks like. Ooh, yeah. Zing. 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 Hey yo! <laughs> So those are some examples. So go, go to patreon.com slash Talkin' Yanks. Pay $2. If you pay $2 right now and you enter into this, then great. You're entering into the contest, and then I'm going to do the raffle uh, on New Year's Day. And then you think about that. $2, two, two chances two, to win two jerseys. $2 and one good
1: joke about which Yankee you want to spend the holidays with and why, and you get a jersey. Like, what are you doing? What are
0: you doing? All right, let's what
1: go. What are you into, doing? Let's go to the voicemails. Who do you want to
0: do the first voicemail?
1: Thanks, Sarah and Patrick. Slight lean towards Sarah, just because we did meet her. But Patrick, we want to meet you. Sarah's
0: last name is is Patrick's first name, basically. Sarah Patrick McKinstry. Um, there you go. Boom. In I personal. think,
1: dude, call me crazy, call me maybe. I think I want to start bottom up on these voicemails because it seems like the last ones are negative, and I'd rather end positive.
0: Okay. Um, so you want to go with Machado first? Yeah. Here we go. Hey guys, Max Manis from New York City
3: calling in again for Talking Yanks. So, I had a vague memory the other day. I remember John Boy saying, kind of I think on a whim last year, that he had a hot take that signing Machado could be a bad influence on
4: Gary because we had seen
3: that Gary's like this sweet, like nice teddy bear so often, but for example in the Detroit fight when he saw people throwing punches like he got really into it and he got suspended the most games from that fight. Uh so I'm wondering John Boy, do you still feel this way because this past year has been telling a lot. We've learned a lot more about Machado and a lot more about Sanchez. So do you think that this is still the case that Machado would be a bad a bad influence on Sanchez? I really don't think it would be like I could see it being a possibility. I don't think it would be so extreme to the point that it prevents you from signing Machado, but I really don't think it's a concern. Uh, looking forward to listening to the episode. Thanks, guys.
0: Alright, thanks, Max Manis. This was one of my whispered hot takes during the season, Jake. Do you remember this? I said this is for listeners only, and it was a whispered hot take, and I said Gary's impressionable and Manny would be a bad bad influence on him. Do I still think this? In a whispered state, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Now that Machado is kind of becoming Close to a reality I'm starting to like um, Whitewash my brain with Stop hating as much because he's been My least favorite player in baseball I've said that multiple times over the last couple years Really didn't like him As soon as he puts those pinstripes on I gotta be all for him so I'm like trying to ease My way there Uh, I I would hope that They're not impressionable but I mean I think think Human beings are impressionable I think if I was to Go hang out with Someone who lived a completely different lifestyle and spend every day with them, their lifestyle would rub off on me. Like just humans are impressionable, right? Even adults, even my grandma. i I can, I can, I can make my grandma start saying, uh, uh, blah, blah blah blah, if I wanted to. You probably
1: have impressionable stuff from your grandma that you don't even remember as a youth.
0: Yeah, so I don't that know. She impressed on you. I don't know. If if Manny Machado like gets snippy with reporters in the clubhouse, like he's never dealt with New York reporters and they're going to and they're going to be annoying, you know, and hounding him. And Manny Machado's like, nah, I don't put up with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then maybe that lights a can uh, lights a spark for Glaber, Andrew Hart, Gary. Uh, who else is young? Severino. Who else is young? Judge isn't that young. I can't see him doing that. We've any other young guys? Monty? Florial. Um like they're like, you know, yeah. I'm going to start speaking your, my your mind nephew, too, Ike? which is fine. I don't know. But so I don't know. Yeah, yes and no. I I don't know.
1: Your brother Luke's pretty young. Yeah, he's young. He's young. Um Jim, I think this could turns into and I I guess I'll start with corny statements today, but this is like a winning cures everything. If Machado and Gary both turned into this total D-bag crew, but we were 10 games up in the East and the best team in baseball, nobody would care. If yeah. if the Yankees were if the Yankees are trailing the Red Sox and Machado and Gary aren't playing great and are doing some bad antics, then everybody's going to care. So, yeah. A, if you're going to get Machado, get him, and then B uh, Hey, I'll go, people want to be an evil empire. Let's go
0: old school Raiders who got the win last weekend. Just win, baby. Just win, baby. When you said winning cures everything, I ran through five jokes that were all very, I shouldn't say, and I didn't say any of them, Jake. I'm proud
1: of you. I mean, just by saying what you said, now everyone has their worst
0: possible jokes running through their head, so you might have done worse. No, think of those, and then think that I did not say them. Okay. And that's how strong-willed I am. We're all proud of you. If the mics weren't on, I would have been like, and said it. Mic's on. What what do you want to do next? You just want to go up?
1: I think we go up because from what you labeled this voicemail, I can't believe it's labeled this way.
4: What's up, guys? This is for Talking Yanks. Called once before, didn't say my name, so this is Ryan from South Florida, originally from Brooklyn, New York. Jake, you the man. John Boy, you a legend. I know it's been a slow week, so I just want to see if you guys want to even talk about something. I'm a diehard Yankee fan since 1995 when Ken Griffiths just slid across the plate and broke my heart. I knew that this was it for me. Quick, quick thought. Joe Torre fucking sucks. I've said it before. I've agreed with, I've actually argued with a ton of people about this. Joe Tory sucks. He's been sucked forever. He's actually a better player than he was a manager. Just a real quick stats, and I'll let you guys maybe even have a topic on this if go back and forth with the banter. He was fired by the Cardinals and Mets and the Braves. He only made $920,000 as a player. He made $40 million as a manager. He turned down a $5 million contract plus incentives in 2007 because he felt disrespected by the Yankees. Are you kidding me? This guy had the greatest team in the three years, 98, 99, and 2000. Look at that team, and look at who they played against. I gave him 96, but I don't give him any other credit for anything else, and he blew a ton of games, blew a ton of other World Series. Just think Joe Torre sucks. What's the hype, bro? And then he succeeded as the Dodgers manager. Bullshit. They were firing. Anyway, just quick topic. See if you guys want to talk about it. Love you guys. Oh, Jake, you fucking suck. My bad, bro. Later. Ho, oh, oh,
0: ho, oh, oh. ho, I saw that coming. Oh, all right, so here's, here's the thing about this voicemail, Jake. Sure. You got a hot take. Just let it fly, Ryan. Thanks for calling from South Florida. Just let it fly. You think Joe Dory sucks? Tough, tough, tough group to bring that to as a Yankee podcast uh, of kids who grew up with the 90s teams. Now, (laughs) what's your gut reaction? I'm not agreeing about laughing because it's a good call. It's silly, I guess. He believes
1: it's effing cold stove season, man. That's the on, that's honestly the part that makes me the maddest. Is that this this call doesn't happen if there's a hot stove right now. If there's a hot stove right now, you tell me before the episode. You're like, hey, we got this. We got a phone call. This guy kind of rips into Tory, and I'd be
0: like, throw that out. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I think there's something to the fact that Joe Tory was a bad manager with. N- not stacked teams, although '96 wasn't really stacked, um, and and I don't know if the '90, yeah, they kind of were. But but there is something to like. I think that not every manager could have managed all the personalities and big stars that Tori did. But Dude, I don't. It's,
1: it's it's this whole chicken and the egg thing in sports that it, you can bash any manager. Because they've all had a great player. Because no team has won with nobodies. Like, the going Royal, basketball. Like, Phil, Phil Jackson's considered a great coach. All of his championships are with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Kobe, and Shaq. <laughs> like, so are we going to start taking away from Phil Jackson? Like, oh, that guy was a garbage coach. He could only win with the greats. Well, I'm sorry, Jeter, Rivera, and those guys were good. Yes.
0: I. You I, know? I, yeah, no, no, no. But I think there's something like I think Tori was good at managing stars, and I think that you could take a uh, manager that's good at managing, like uh, like Girardi was good with young guys, right? He, he, and he was good at mixing and matching and and the bullpen and getting like getting a lot of people like 2013 season. And it's old school. It's like militaristic. Like you, but I don't think you Girardi respect Girardi the Im-
1: manager. You don't make him mad.
0: Yeah, I don't think Girardi would have been good with all the personalities that came on those, like, early 2000s teams. It's like
1: college football coach. Like, a college football coach has the kids' attention, demands them, but a lot of them struggle when they go to the pros because at a certain point you're not raising young men. Like, you just have to keep the ship going in the same direction.
0: Yeah. Who do you think gave Joe Torrey the most trouble, besides A-Rod, because that's obvious from Torrey's book? Jeff Nelson. Yeah, Kevin Brown. Every day, Jeff Nelson. Brad Halsey. RIP, Brad Halsey died. Rest in peace. That was that was kind of sad of you to bring him up. Yeah. Gary Sheffield, Hall of Fame Like, vote.
1: Jeter probably played the most pranks on him, because he had the longest leash.
0: And he was a prankster, Jeter.
1: So now rip into Joe Torre. You're a known Joe
0: Torre hater, right? No, I like the, Joe guy, Torre the guy that, he's that runs a, the Yankees old podcast. Itali- old Italian man who cries like Torre just makes yeah. me cry. I kind of just look at Joe Torre and cry. Yeah, him, and this would him be walking out there holding his hands all like slow and kind of just like looking like a slow Snoopy dog walk to change a pitcher, and it's like what a slow thing. Joe Torre was a human rain delay, basically.
1: Know how the the you know Todd Frazier was in the Little League World Series became the the running bad joke on Twitter for a while
0: it still is the people still hammer that home yeah and they think no. that they're making fun of the announcers that say it too much right and it's like no now you've become the people that say it too much
1: right that 10 years ago or Tory era during the broadcast it would have been you know Joe Tory was a pretty good player he won the MVP once that used to be like in every broadcast. Yeah. Big um, so when that guy said like Tori was a better player than manager, like oh okay, guy made nine All Star teams. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was a good what, player. What? What are we really doing here? Like, could other managers have won some World Series with the, those Yankees? Yes. Who cares? Tori did it, and we move on.
0: Also, if you think Ryan from South Florida, if you think Tori is overhyped. As a manager, like, I can say he wasn't a great manager. He had good teams. You can't say he sucked. I think that's too bold, but I think you're just trying to flip the coin fully just to get the other point across, Ryan. But if you don't have a fin- an affinity for him as, like, a person, like the way he handled the media right. and, like, the way he talked and the way he went about his business, then I think that's crazy as a Yankee fan. He was awesome. He embodied, like, class and respect in that old Italian yeah. Bronx Torrey was a little ahead of his time, too, Jim. He's a good OBP guy. He's
1: got some really nice seasons.
0: Really nice seasons.
1: Really nice. St. Francis Prep in Brooklyn. Shout out. Don't make me find his college career. No, <laughs> it sounds like that's what you're doing tomorrow. So, next.
3: Greg Bird will rise from the ashes as Greg Phoenix.
0: Greg Bird will rise from the ashes as Greg Phoenix, said that caller. That's all they said. I don't know if it's a... Prediction, premonition, statement of fact. I could I could see Kay or
1: Sterling raising an eyebrow at that. Like, oh, okay. Bird, Phoenix, Risen. I like it. I like the
0: connection. Um, I, there's this swing of Yankees Twitter that's starting to this, like, I think Bird's going to put it together. And I hope Bird does. But it's, it's funny this Bird, like, carousel we're on. Dude, know what it is? When different
1: people end up getting the target on their back, They lose sight and they spin the story. That's all of Twitter for the past week has been people saying like, yo, watch out for Jacoby Ellsbury next year. Because right now everyone's got the target on Gardy. Most of Yankees' Twitter is mad. Gardy got that contract and he didn't play great last season. So now everyone's like, hey, well, maybe Gardy's still not good. Maybe Ellsbury comes back and does it. And now I think, I'm think i thinking the Ellsbury cycle is about to start going away. We're going to get one more Clint Fraser hype video, and then it's going to be Clint Fraser hype train, and then opening day there will be Brett Gardner with his glove, fouling pitches
0: off. Brett Gardner. I hate Brett Gardner. <laughs> Next voicemail.
3: Hey, John Boy. Hey, Jake. Calling about talking yanks. Uh, really love the show. Real quick. Would you rather sign Marwin Gonzalez or Disco Neal back to the Yanks as the switch-hitting utility man?
0: Marwin, Gala, Marwin Gonzalez or <laughs> Neil Walker um, as a switch-hitting utility man. Uh, is Marwin going to sign with a team who who has him as a utility man? I don't even think that's an option, right? A
1: super utility would be the new phrase. Like... He's a utility man, but he's he has to be in your lineup for 140 games. But do we have room for that? I mean, kind of the guy, the guy can play everywhere, Jim. He last year he played everywhere that wasn't pitcher or
0: catcher. Okay. So we he so yeah, for the first part of the season we could definitely use that. Um Eventually so does the that thing- become a a crutch. Does that become a problem? I still don't think he'd want to sign here because he's not going to get used that much. He's a month younger than me.
1: <laughs> Sorry, bud. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, so let, let answering the question, you'd rather have Marvin Gonzalez. He's two years removed from being 19th in the MVP voting. He can play all over the field um, in that, in the 2017 season, he hit 303 with a 377 OBP at 907 OPS. Um, it's
0: kind of a big outlier, though. But yeah, I don't. I mean, but I'm I not, mean,
1: you're absolutely right. I mean, there's a little bit. I I guess you can do some adjusting to the league factors, and he does play all over the field. Blah blah blah. Um, that totally is the outlier. Um, so you, I mean, and you're you're paying for that, and you're paying for the. Defensive flexibility which which is Baseball nowadays Jim I mean the guy's A switch hitter that can pray play every Position he's he's every manager's Current dream right now um, So yeah and I mean it would it would be Cool you could have Marwin play second Short left third um, He he would have a role On this Yankees team for half the season And I'm sure as injuries come In he would still very much have a Role um you know this. This seems like it seems like he'd be more valuable on another team. It it, it would depend what Marwin really wants. I don't know, and I mean Disco Neal, babe.
0: Yeah, I mean, here's: Do I want Neil Walker back? I don't really care at all. But right. do I want Disco Neal back with right. all my heart? More than anything I've ever wanted. Besides maybe Machado, Kluber, um, uh, any uh, better pitchers, and maybe Harper. But other than all those guys, Disco Neal, whoo. I'd love to have him back. I mean, yeah,
1: I would. Uh, yeah, it would be fun, and it would be. I guess what would be interesting is because I think Disco Neal could get a starting two base two baseman job somewhere on a lesser team. Um, starting, if, if he I don't could, think he could. Um, I, I. That's why I said lesser team. Like I, I think if. If a not great team wanted like him to come in and be there, what's that?
0: Like independent ball?
1: No, man, <laughs> um, <laughs> wasn't wasn't hinting towards that. Um, it would it would be cool. I mean, I wonder if he if he could grow from that utility bench role and and do something because I hey, by the end of the year, the guy was playing third base. He played some right field. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna root for Disco Neal wherever he lands next year. How about this? I'll say if you're trying to win the most games you possibly can, which is the goal. You want Marwin Gonzalez? It'd be fun to have Neil back lead it. You know he already has leading all the religious stuff going on in the in the
0: clubhouse, so you could just pick that up. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Last voicemail.
3: Yo, what up, guys? Andrew from Hell's Kitchen. So, when it comes to the Sony Gray trade, the obvious target, or I guess I should say the more common target, is uh, Scooter Jeanette, right? But uh, recently, Petrio actually uh, wrote an article about the these left-handed pull hitters who would benefit from Yankee Stadium and stuff. And turns out he also had a list of, like, highest slugging percentage by... Lefty pull hitters pulling the ball with, like, minimum 50 batter balls or whatever. And the guy on top of the list was uh, Eric Thames. Uh, there's no room for him on the Brewers because their first base slash outfield is full. He's a more proven option than Voigt. He can uh, be a part of our outfield DH rotation if we don't get Bryce Harper or Nelson Cruz. Uh, I just want to know your thoughts on it.
0: Is it Thames or Thames. Thames. Eric Thames, what do you got? Not on like the Thames? river, huh?
1: Not like the Thames River.
0: I thought you were talking about the Mississippi River. Oh boy, we're losing them. Not like that either.
1: And we're back on talking Yanks. You you want to comment on this? Because I I have some. I don't want to say I have information on it, but
0: you do. Uh, what's his contract?
1: I love that you go there, because I know deep in your heart you don't really care about the contract, but you want to appreciate it.
0: No, I do. He's ta- I, I need to know it to figure out the tra- if it's going to happen. He's 2019.
1: He's making $6 million, Um Oh, he's and under 20- control
0: for two more years.
1: Well, it's, it's a player option. Oh, but okay. He'd, he probably takes that option pending a big age 33 season.
0: Mm, he got hurt last year. He has started off with a good April, then got hurt. But uh Jesus Aguilar kind of pushed him aside. I don't know. Um, here's the thing. Am I not allowed to want to see what happens with Voight and Bird? Isn't that nuts, Jim? Some people are telling me that we have to get a better option at first base because B- Bird and Voight are complete question marks. And we've never had a solid first baseman since Tex. And that's all true. Like, that's all true. But our offense should not be the problem, and I don't know. I'm excited to see what what those two can give us, and I feel like people are making it uh, making me not allowed to be excited about that, and I am excited about that, and I kind of like, unless you told me Harper was playing first, I think I'd much rather improve other areas, like use the Sonny chip to improve other areas and let Boyd and Bird, Do their thing. I'm excited about that. Am I not allowed to be?
1: Jimmy, the Voight stuff is insane because he's he's basically already fully been labeled Shane Spencer. But like, what what if I said this? What if Luke Voight was 25 years old? How excited would we be for this guy next season? Instead, he turns 28 in February, and for some reason, we're all shook by this. When's his birthday? February 13th February 13th
0: <laughs> Wow, his birthday's right before pitchers and catchers and Valentine's Day.
1: And Valentine's Day. Nice. But I mean seriously, but it isn't it? It's almost like both camps are right because A, nobody in baseball really breaks out at their age 27 season, and B, like, yeah, let's see this. This dude Raked and was a monster. I want to see it. So Giant I would, pictures of Greg Bird were on the spring training facility last year.
0: I would rather use Sonny to trade for I don't know, pitching, relief help, flush the minor league system, and let Voigt and Bird do their thing. And if they fail, the rest of the offense, it should if, if Voigt and Bird are doing terrible at first. It should not cost the Yankees that many games, right? Because you have Andujar, Glaber, Stanton, Judge, Hicks, Gary right. as the other guys. So I don't think at any point we're gonna be like, "Oh, they got a Voight's fucking costing us games." Like I don't. He might be playing bad, but it's we're not. He's not attached to our wins and losses. I don't think so. Right. I'm ex- I am excited to to ride Voight and Bird out. And Voight and Bird both don't have real
1: trade values right now, so they can't be gone. And I think the other thing that will throw this out the window a little bit is the Brewers traded uh, Domingo Santana, who was one of the guys that was in their outfield. So, But they trade for Ben Gamble, your boy. So it's kind of a depth-for-depth depth thing a little bit. I don't know. Thames would be a good insurance and can play a little corner outfielder if we really needed it.
0: Yeah, we need more um,
1: moves. I think... Tames Tames would be full punt on Greg Bird, basically, which I don't think is going to happen.
0: Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Is Ben Gamel good? Yeah, uh, he, had a, he, had he had a
1: down year last year,
0: his but his final numbers aren't that bad. Two seventy-two yeah. average, three fifty-eight OBP, three seventy slugging, seven twenty-eight OPS. That's not that bad. I thought it was worse than that. No, in in limited action. In limited action. What was that? In limited action, you see that girl who can make her voice sound just like Siri. No. Ah, oh, went viral on Twitter. You try, try to do your best Siri impression.
1: What can I help you with? Nope.
0: Mmm. Blew it. Blew it. I don't even... really know Siri's voice. Yeah, me neither. I don't talk to Siri ever. If you talk to Siri in front of other people, I think you're a rude person. In that you moment, go. just it's a rude instance. All right, let's go to this uh, Coley Harvey interview. Coley sat down with us at winter meetings. He, I walked up to him and I introduced myself, and I was in like a suit and didn't have a hat on. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Sounds good. Let me get your number, blah, blah blah." And then he was like, "What's your name again?" And I was like, "Jimmy." We probably know me on Twitter as John Boy. And then he completely switched gears. He's like, "He like scanned me up and down." He's like, "Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. what's up?" He's like, "Yeah, I'll come sit down." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, <laughs> awesome. I should have worn my old Gary hat here, and people wouldn't know me more, I guess." But then he sat down with us. We talked with Coley Harvey. We talked about he did the Bengals for a while. He did the Seminoles for a while. Um, Was a Braves fan growing up, I believe. Yep. Uh, Yeah. And uh, we talked about, like, the difference in locker rooms, uh, talking to guys after games, the clubhouse, because it was his first time with the Yankees. So it was kind of interesting in that aspect. Then Coley sat down with us forever afterwards, and we just kind of chatted. So Coley is now talking to the Yankees family. Welcome, Coley. All right. So here's that interview. Enjoy. All right. Join now
2: with Coley Harvey from ESPN. New B-Rush. New people. Yeah. First year, right? First year. This is the fe- first year just now, yeah. This is, actually. This is the first time I've been uh, in this, well, not in this type of situation. i covered the NFL for a few years, and so the NFL Combine is a lot like this. Okay, um, that's good. Um, okay. But uh, it seems like there's a lot more activity going on in the NFL uh, during Combine days than, uh, than this. But you know. yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like actual guys doing things
0: and yeah. players around. This is our first time as well, and we had no idea what to expect. Everyone told us it was going to be a circus. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like a weird circus, a
2: <laughs> slow well, circus. I, I think it's a slow circus. Sur- I think it's just because of this year. Although last yeah. year, in some respects, I heard was, was yeah. similar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we haven't had the big free agency signings. You know, Stanton, even though technically that deal was kind of done before the winter meetings last year, still they had the press conference at the winter meetings. We don't have anything like that. Right. We had Nathan th- Evaldi uh, the other day. And that did, was signed you know, before but that was signed before yeah. him as well, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. You like, know.
0: no teams. I mean, well, we had a Nova... And now we might have Hap coming up. That was weird to wake up to that, and we're like, okay, cool. And five minutes mm. later, we're like, oh, okay, maybe. <laughs> it's kind of
2: weird though. to some of the Yankees too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny. People have talked to you. Yeah. So you you
0: were doing NFL for three years. I think it was Bengals. That's right. So how come? Was it your choice? Was it you were told to transition to Yankees? Uh,
2: so uh, so basically how it happened was I, I I've actually been with ESPN for five years, and when I first started with ESPN, that was uh, Cincinnati Bengals. I lived there for three for three years. Actually, I, I kind of like Cincinnati. I didn't think I would when I first moved <laughs> there. Was, it's still it? still really weird to say that I, I, <laughs> I liked it, but I did. I've still got a lot of good friends there. Um, and I actually moved to New York uh, two years ago and was covering a little bit of everything for us. So I was at the Garden a lot doing some Knicks, uh, traveling a lot, you know, did some Celtics, did some... College football. I was a general assignment reporter, so uh, so it had you know a little bit of Yankees too. I was at Yankee Stadium a couple times last year, um, or in 2017. But um, but yeah, you know. So now this year, it's uh, yeah, it was you know obviously uh, Andrew Marshan left. We're kind of looking for uh, for someone to kind of fill that that space. And um, you know, I was already in New York. Love baseball. Always have. Uh, Obviously, always paid attention to the Yankees. I grew up in Atlanta, so. Nineteen ninety six was not a good okay. year for for uh, for young Coley, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, or ninety nine for that matter, yeah. right? <laughs> <Run> <laughs> but back, yeah. uh yeah. But uh, but anyway, yeah. Of course, always respected, uh, you know, the franchise because you know the Yankees are the Yankees. You know, yeah. whether you're a fan of them or not, you have to respect the history and the legacy.
0: You're, when you're you, telling us when you make the <laughs> switch from general Simons and all that, and you go to baseball and you get the schedule and you're like 162 days <laughs> like goddamn, <laughs> is it exciting or is it like daunting because football 16
2: right right it's uh it's a little mix of both uh, And and i'm you know i'm kind of looking way past uh well looking past the past i, I actually was an intern with mlb.com several years ago okay. um two years i was actually around the braves and the giants so i had baseball in that sense and i backed up on the marlins when i worked in florida um you know so i I had been around baseball before. I I, I knew 162. I, yeah. I, I knew <laughs> you know what, what I was getting, kind of getting into. Yeah, yeah. But this is the first time mm-hmm. that, yeah, you go from February to October, and okay. you're like, where is my year? <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Every uh, the day. year flies by on you. But obviously, you know, so fun, so exciting. And, you know, this past season, uh, there were so many moments where it just seemed like, oh, this is about to be something special yeah. here. And, uh, of course, it didn't work out the way that everyone wanted to in the Bronx. But, uh, but you never know, 2019 – this could yeah, be uh, another year, big next one. Next year, and next year, and next
0: year, and one of them will be the year. But <laughs> when uh, for the so we went to the first press conference that we've ever been to for with Boone mm-hmm. yesterday, mm-hmm. and our our response to our listeners <laughs> were like it was the most boring thing in the world. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> it was more
2: boring I, than even man, I thought. Man, that it was would dry. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> was like tough. they were
1: asking like Sonny Gray questions from like.
2: Well, the thing too you've got to remember we uh, we talked to Brian Cashman every day, in fact, at some point uh, soon we, we should be talking to him today, but um, and, and that kind of color in fact yesterday when when Boone talked, we had just gotten done with yeah, all uh, you guys with ran Cashman. Right, right right so uh, so that was part of it as well, you know Cashman's handling a lot of the winter winter meetings type questions that stuff's out of the way. all right, what do we ask Boone now?, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I think there was a mix of that is
0: there um, a packing order like your first year? on the beat and uh, you and Lindsay were both first year I think is there like okay is is there a sense of like your rookies in in the writer's room as yeah because we were like Jake and I we follow all you guys for so long and it was interesting for me to see like which guys asked which questions we we don't know that and I was like I wonder if there's like because we were never gonna ask questions (laughs) yeah there's
2: there there is a there is there's um I don't know what the right term would be but there is a level of of respect that you don't have to pay, but, you know, I, I think if you want to be a good team player, you yeah. probably should. You're not going to – I'm not going to walk in first year and, you know, try to, you know –
1: Are you uh, winning the title this year? <laughs> yeah, no. <I> mean, <laughs> just just no, coming
2: no. hot? I don't think you can come in hot. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's that's disrespectful to the people like George King who have been doing this for so right. long. Um, the, the people who have such intrinsic knowledge of this beat and this team – Um, you know, so, so definitely first year I, for me, I don't, you know, you'd have to ask Lindsay uh, for her, but for me, yeah, I was really trying to just kind of do my own thing and, 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 uh, you know, let everybody else, you know, do what, uh, what, what needs to be done and, you know, the way it has been done, you know. Are you a Florida state guy? Did I read Uh, that? I, I covered Florida state, uh, for, three, about three years. I actually, did when I was a kid, I actually was an FSU fan, um, okay. but I lost that, you know, when I went to college, and um, it was surreal to cover Florida State, but, yeah. but no, I'm not a, I'm not an FSU fan per se. Okay, no, no.
1: I, they just beat up on my Huskies in basketball, so I didn't know if we wanted oh, to they, go there. Oh, everybody. they did, yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Just basketball. That was yeah, I, was just, I mean, <laughs> I just wanted to lay it out there, I to see where we
2: were at. I'm telling you, the basketball program, it's, it's weird because yeah. nobody pays attention to it, you know, they only pay attention to football, but... They're at Hamilton's all – I mean, it seems yeah. like every year they're somewhat relevant, and this year they're actually really good. They're legit. So
0: I mean, that's two, two CHOP teams, right? Two CHOP? Fans. Oh, Braves and Saints Oh, Semples. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. my brain works. Well, well two chop so it teams.
2: started <laughs> It, it two chop started teams. <laughs> with the Atlanta Braves. It's kind of like the who day, you know, yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the Chiefs, of course, would claim that, that their fans started, but it was actually Atlanta, you know, and now we'll – course, I mean that's my childhood seeing the Red Tomahawks at Fulton County Stadium. You know, yeah. uh, you know, forty-five, fifty thousand strong. You know, have you been else. to the new stadium? Yeah. I have. Uh, well, I've only been once, and it was for the exhibition game this year with the Yankees. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm not a fan. You know, I, I I still think it needs to be where Turner Field and the old stadium right. was downtown. You know, of course that's a big debate in Atlanta, and I'm on that side of the fence. I'm old Atlanta in that sense. I, I haven't lived in Atlanta and. Eight years, I think now <laughs> seven, eight years. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not new Atlanta like a lot of the people now who say, "Oh yeah, they, they should be out with the fans." Right. No, I, I want it back in the uh, the old place. Plus, we we change things too often in Atlanta. Look at the Yankee Stadium. I mean, okay, yeah, we uh, <laughs> there's, there's a reiteration of it, yeah. but it's in the same spot, right? Just about, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. Atlanta is not like that at all. I like Atlanta, <laughs> man. I was just down there. I, I had love the uh, city. That's my hometown. I'm uh, yeah. hometown to the. Day. I was in, I die, in Midtown so, yeah. for a <laughs> wedding, and I was like, "This is nice, man." We yeah.
1: were roaming around, and then we went like the. Ha- I love. Because Growing up like New York and Boston, I grew up in Connecticut, so those were right. the cities I saw. So now, any cities that have like a nice house in a city like blows yes. my mind.
2: <laughs> so, like, I, I go through Atlanta here? and I'm like, yo, I'm telling you, that for that nice house, you know, you're paying oh, half yeah. of what you're paying <laughs> oh, yeah. in, the, in New York, <laughs> I mean, Connecticut, it's, it's and not Jersey. in my wallet right now,
1: <laughs> but no, it's it's all, I mean, yeah, is your family still like yeah, there? Still
2: okay, there, yeah. that's So still I, spot. So, I try to get there as uh whenever I can, especially now we're in the off season, but um. But yeah, I I do miss it. I I love Atlanta to the day the day I die. Like I said, but New York, man, this is uh, this is a beautiful. Are you place all in? Are you oh, like? I are, love New York. Are you a straight always, city rat right now? I've always loved New okay. York. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it's, you know, it's a, it's all about the four train. It's the D, it's the D train on certain days when the four is messed up, you know, which is just about <laughs> yeah, every, day, every day, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. um, so no, I'm, I'm all in in New York. I love I'm Atlanta.
0: trying to think. Are there any Yankee players from Atlanta, Georgia area? I know that. Uh, Clint. Clint Frazier. Oh, Clint Oh, is? yeah. Interesting.
2: Um, anybody else on the team now? Well, I don't think so.
0: No, I know there's a lot of but Southern guys. D. rob yeah. and, and uh, he's yeah. from Alabama. Alabama. There's a lot, yeah. of, a lot of Southern boys in the
2: Yankees. Is there like a, an
1: initiation from the players almost? Like, do they know you're like the new reporter and they're like, do they, I mean, <laughs> is it a feeling you out or how does that work? Well, it's
2: funny. I, I, sometimes I think the players, you know, I don't think they even know some <laughs> They just, see been Mike there for years. Stuff, yeah. yeah, you know, you're just. Part of that pack, right? You know, it's uh, but um, but no, I one of my things going in right away was to make sure that I did, you know, introduce myself to the guys, get to know guys that way, and um, you know, because you know you're spending 162 games with them, right, and, and more. You're spending spring training, you're spending the postseason yeah. with them, um, you know, so you definitely want to make sure you have that good rapport. And uh, I like to think that I do with uh with a number of guys in the club. Also, of course, you're not gonna. You know, same page with everybody. Right. It happens with every sport in every uh, <laughs> beat writing situation, but um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to think. That, was it that you at the do.
0: beginning of the year? There was a story that CC was walking past a group of guys, and and it was a new it was a new re- reporter, and said like, Hey, he's cool. I think wh- I thought that was you. Ooh, I don't know. I'm not sure, but it was like they were <laughs> vouching for reporters, right. and I was like, "That sucks if you're not." <laughs> yeah, right. right. Well, if mean, it
2: was new, I mean, don't uh, not talk shit, to No one's ever wrote the stories <laughs> <It's> about a, <laughs> me. As a new guy, I mean, I, I can't think of anybody else. But, uh, but yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, you know, I think it was you. Is there? But a those, is those guys are, yeah, they'll go, sir. They'll go is, there know,
0: is there a difference between the NFL uh, cl- uh, clubhouse yes. and baseball?
2: Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, well, you know, you're talking about way more people in the NFL right. yep. uh, locker room um you know the access is different and that some of that's the league the the, the NFL just you know kind of the nature of it, it kind of changes uh we got like uh,
0: documentary teams for every single team it feels like
2: well you know well you've got like the uh the hard knocks and things yeah. like that, that 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 kind of follow some teams around i know the cardinals had uh, something like that a couple of years ago too their own thing Um, those groups obviously have that kind of access, but for the regular reporters who are there every day, no, it's, it's very tight lipped, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and players seem to kind of duck and hide a little bit easier in the NFL than they do in baseball That being said you know it's still easy for people to get away in yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. a, a clubhouse particularly a big home clubhouse yeah um, yeah it's true but uh, you know Fenway Park in on the visitor side yeah you're not seeing too many guys get uh, hiding in that sense because it's so small
0: no we there was a story about Fenway Park after game two was uh, everyone was asking questions and Reggie Jackson was swing dancing in the middle of the yeah, thing yeah and it's like a, right, it's, a tiny, it's a tiny tiny clubhouse
2: oh, yeah. <laughs> Reggie was just dancing in the middle of it I forgot what set that a, yeah. <laughs> I think there it's was a visual. video or a song or there's there's a song or so, oh that's what it was there was a song was playing in the clubhouse and uh, I think he was just dancing to the music <laughs> just yeah. feeling it man yeah. been there yeah <laughs> the Yankees have those guys I don't know if this is with
0: all teams or any other teams you covered but like Reggie Jackson is with the team yeah. on road trips he's with them a lot I was shocked when I found out like he was he he went on CC's podcast and he was like oh it was when we were in Tampa I feel like the Yankees have these guys that just come mm. and go and are always around is that weird like now there's old players and now Andy's here for a weekend and I, now these guys i don't
2: think it's i, I think it's awesome and yeah. and especially with again with this franchise and with the legacy of a guy like reggie jackson a guy like andy pettit with what he you know with what he did in the postseason um you know mariano has come around the time or two as well you know uh, i i think it's important for any franchise if you have uh some type of legacy to 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 bring your new fans along with the old yeah. you know i mean that's Really, part of the reason why we all get into yeah. into being fans of sports, regardless of if you're a fan of a specific team, um, you know, because you like to uh, y- you like to look up to a certain player that you thought did something great, or your you who know, were your guys growing up? Year, if we're who, there, who, let's who your do parents. It. You know, yeah. who the guys were when your parents were, were kids. You know, um, so I can't lie. You know, it is it is kind of humbling to be able to walk around and and see a guy like Reggie Jackson yeah. every day. Um, and then and then it's it's also funny when. Say, you know, they played the uh, the A's this past year, and they were honoring Reggie in Oakland. And, you know, of course, he's he's accepting of that. <laughs> but he was also there because he was in a Yankees capacity, you know. Um, but, well, something uh, to watch so for great. next time you're there. Yeah.
0: They have the big races at the Coliseum. I live there. So they have, like, Eckersley and yes. uh, Fingers yeah. and Reggie, and they run yeah. around the bases. When the Yankees are there, Reggie wins. Yeah, all, all the time. When, I didn't realize it. When Sounds the Red Sox right. are there, Eckersley wins. They just huh. butter up whoever the – like, it's it's interesting to watch that. Because like, I they know the fan bases are. a little are marketing there. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> start, start some side bets with <laughs> people on. I bet Reggie wins today. <laughs> just made
1: some <laughs> coin. <laughs> yeah. Just made some money. Well, is, so is this – so now
2: you've been is, – is it one calendar year, or how long have you been uh, – Not quite. M- Actually, it was crazy. It was like a week and a half before spring training when uh, – when the wheels kind of went in motion. Okay. So uh, yeah, I got I got thrown into the fire. <laughs> so I mean, does
1: this feel like is this like an off season for you? Is this like this is kind of your first off season, right? This is and like, how does that
2: how does that work, man? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't lie, I'm trying to kind of make it. An <laughs> That's what we're season, figuring out. <laughs> mainly because um, you know when I came in again, I was doing general assignment reporting before, so I was actually working a lot of other right. Stories you something various up. various things going into that. I didn't really have a break last. Uh, this last winter, I didn't yeah. really have a break, so I went straight into baseball. So right now, I'm trying to, you know, kind of catch my wind, yeah, catch yeah. my breath, you gear up for another long year, and uh, you know, in February yeah, gonna it's gonna be, gonna be here soon, you know man. Yeah.
0: Shoot, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I was just thinking, like, you started the year, and it was such a new beginnings for a lot of people, like yes. a new manager, yes. Um, the like judge became the guy, so like you kind of are with this new group. Mm. Just mm-hmm. interesting, because like, there's a lot of fans Staying in your that. same boat. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like a lot yeah. of Yankee fans yeah. just came in, and yeah. it's like now we're just we're here. coming back, we're in just man. coming here. It's like a, <laughs> it was like a new birth. 2017 mm-hmm. was like a new birth, and then like the the fandom and everything, which is why we're. Our show is picking up steam because yeah. people
2: are interested again. It's really fun. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, and you guys do How great stuff, man. I, You know, like I said, I I pay attention to everything. <laughs> lot, so how's, how's Yankees Twitter treat you? Uh, well, I better than I think I anticipated. Okay. You know, just because I'm an outsider coming in. I'm not originally from the area. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, in fact, I was just talking to another reporter who – is switching from certain teams and, you know, they're kind of dealing with right, the right, right. fan base because they're like, you're an outsider. Yeah, but, yeah, You know, that didn't, that didn't happen quite as much as I thought it would. And I'm glad obviously, but, um, but no, people have been great. And, you know, the fan base obviously knows what it's talking about because it's, you know, obviously the expectations are out of this world with right. this fan base, but I covered Florida state where it was the same way. Yeah. You know? I mean, they're used to if not playing in a national championship game, Contending each year for it, and so of course they had those periods where they weren't doing that. Right. Um, so I'm used to the expectation level. Yeah. I understand why people are as rabid as they are. It's intense. And, and of course, when you got a franchise like the Yankees where they should be going over the luxury tax every once in a <laughs> while, <laughs> I, I understand where that where yeah. that frustration comes with people Yes. Too. Yeah. When we went to spring training uh, last year,
0: we were we should have seen it coming. I guess we kind of thought we did, but Judge in the magnitude of his fandom blew us away yeah like in yeah. spring training when anyone else stepped on the field Gary uh, Severino John Carlo, John, John Carlo. Yeah. and these guys are loved and big players there was a smattering of applause to spring training yeah. when judge stepped foot on grass the entire place stood up and you got a standing ovation have yeah. you have you seen anything comparable to that with other teams or what Dalton what were your what are your thoughts <laughs> no, not, on not like like that judge,
2: not like judge <laughs> um, You know, Dalton had his his (laughs) first, but but not like Judge. (laughs) Um, Honestly, I think that's fair. I I, I will say, you know, yeah, Stanton still, I mean, people were gawking, especially when he would – well, that's the thing, too. Stanton wasn't necessarily always hitting straight bombs to straightaway center or pulling bombs to left like Judge might in batting practice, but – and a lot of that was because of his approach in spring training. He was trying to see the ball. It deep, was very weird. See it late. He was hitting the ball. I mean, he was hitting ball foul. He was aiming right He was aiming. He was foul, aiming, foul. Yeah. He was aiming and, and that was to see the ball late to make sure that he's getting his timing. Um, and that's something we're going to see again in February. Mm-hmm. We'll see it probably in the first part of April with him. Um, and uh, you know, and that, that so that probably weirded some fans out too. It was like, oh, yeah. he's not hitting like Judge. It, it, that was all the tactic on his part. As far as hmm. Judge is concerned, though, I mean, part of the buzz, too, is the fact that he's hitting these moonshots. I mean, I remember the first one of the first couple <laughs> of days I'm watching batting practice on the field there in uh, in Tampa. I mean, he's hitting constant balls yeah. over the uh the, the big, big scoreboard, uh, yeah. yeah the big uh, batter's eye there in center field. Yeah. I mean that's like the street is behind it, you yeah. know. Yeah. You know, and so I'm looking at that. I remember uh, uh you know, the Yankees PR guy, you know, was kind of seeing how I was kind of gawking <laughs> like my goodness, what is he doing? He said get used to that. You know, yeah. you're going to be seeing a lot of that and sure enough now I kind of am. Yeah. But you know, no, it's impressive. Oh, but when the, you see it for the first time, you're blown away. Yeah, I tell know. everyone, like, it's worth
0: it. Like go to batting practice, go to an away game because you think, ah, it's just batting practice. And I said, no, what judge does in batting practice is jaw dropping. Yeah. In Oakland, I saw him put one into the, on the Davis tower or whatever it's called in the no, Mount, clubs, Davis. Mount Davis. Yeah, wow. In those suites. I put him. I saw him pouring through the window up there, Wow, which is insane.
2: Yeah. And I, he's uh, just barely trying. Yeah. You know, I was, you know, obviously following the team around this year. Well, once you started to see Stanton letting it go, which happened still early in the year, but um, but in Philly this year. Yeah, you know, I was at had, that game. Hit, I saw he that, that yeah, oh was my insane. <laughs> he hit the ball onto the, 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 that, that level, whatever it is, over the left field. is basically left center, but over the left field bleachers there. And the ball basically was going to bounce out of the yard. The only thing that kept it from bouncing out of the stadium was the railing. Yeah, I know? was. I, we were. I mean, there. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. insane. Nuts. That was um, nuts. So, so yeah, you know, of course, for fans, you know, I, I would encourage that as well. Nice. Yeah. All right, the la-
0: last thing. We are starting whisper campaign for hire. So if you need an article, yeah. already, <laughs> like we'll, 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 yeah, we'll get ahead. you some hits. Yeah, we'll go walk around. What we'll do you we'll want like us put to draw on the elevators? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> the Mets, the Mets are sending Syndergaard. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll
1: we're just f- walk by the different booths and like sneeze rumors. <laughs> <laughs> Machado signing. Yeah. Did you hear that?
2: I, honestly, that's what it's starting to feel like at these meetings <laughs> right, because a you know bit. we're not. Uh, you know, there's there's no meat to a lot of uh, a lot of what we're uh, what we're getting out of no, these it's meetings. It's all weird analogies and
0: metaphors. It's like Cashman's fishing nurse, <laughs> yeah, course on is nurse yeah. yeah on
1: our <laughs> hour 12 of j-hap being signed but not being signed it's <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's
2: like, been a weird meeting so i wonder if hap knows you know. <laughs> <it on> <laughs> no. No. He's, he's chilling right now
0: <laughs> yeah uh, it's interesting are there, are there any like are you rooting for big moves or do you not care to, i mean right? you have to be rooting for something big right
2: uh do you mean from a Yan- yankees perspective or just no little? just
0: no from a reporter's perspective like um
2: just something. You know, it would be nice if we had a little something more to talk about here. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that's part of the reason why Boris' is, um, oh scrum God. a minute ago, why yeah. that was so, you know, that was insane. I was up there. Because there were like... just so many, you know, there were so many people up there because there's nothing else going on. Uh-huh. Um, and you kind of want to hear what he's talking about, what he's saying. Um, that being said, uh, you know, yeah, I guess it, you know, it gives you an opportunity to do something, but I'm not personally um, rooting for that. I'm just rooting for. Whatever gets us to February. <laughs> yeah, there, <you> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because once these winter meetings are over, like
2: slows down a little J- bit. End Although of January it be it beginning of it February. It probably won't since but we didn't might. see much yeah. action. This yeah. stuff stays yeah. slow. Yeah, we were. Which is kind of what happened last year.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We talked to an agent before this, and he was, he he was dropping some, uh, some some things. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know how to say it. He he dropped like the collusion word, and now it's. I don't know. I don't, I don't think we have to they go. They dropped collusion
0: the and strike. We won't go there. But oh I was no! Like, oh no! Don't tell us that because we're trying to build a brand. <laughs> <on baseball>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no being a jerk right on now. <laughs> that.
1: Um, I don't. know. You got anything you need to
2: hype, man? I mean, follow follow you on um, Twitter. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah just just uh, give a give a little follow. Uh, you know, follow along obviously on ESPN.com and and, and SportsCenter and everything and. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully we'll have some interesting news as the year goes by. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be an interesting one, though. Uh, of course, you know, uh, from a Yankees perspective, obviously you come into this offseason, you would expect them to have gotten maybe another bigger arm. Uh, yeah. You know, of course, if that, if that Corbin deal had worked out. Right. Um, you know, um, still that being said, this is a quality team that's going to, make some noise again um but you got to be you got to be on the lookout for the rest of the division obviously the red Sox are going to be uh tough to beat the uh the rays are kind of catching fire um that's going to be a team to watch for sure it's not going to be an easy year but i definitely think the yankees are again going to be right there in the mix and um you know i'm excited to get an opportunity to to follow some of that can i hear Mm -hmm. your thoughts on um the uh the trap
0: before we end this, as far as uh, staying in there, <laughs> like having to yeah. be there, have you? You don't get to listen to the radio that much, but have you ever heard John Sterling call a game at Tropicana Field? Um, I in in
2: in bits and pieces, but I'm usually I'm usually there. There's a guy there's that me, bangs yeah. the bell, you know? Oh, yeah, at the drop, yeah, yeah, he yeah. refuses to talk while that's happening. <laughs> 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 he, he just straight up,
0: like he's like, and now the pitch, ding ding ding, and now the second pitch. Like he just <laughs> right, completely, right. He's, he hates that yeah, place. It's, uh,
2: no, I'm. I'm not a huge fan. I I do like the uh, you know from a media standpoint. It's very easy to you know get to the clubhouses and the field and that kind of thing. I mean, that's that's stuff that the fans. <laughs> He's Easy doing about, business. But, yeah. yeah, but for our business, yeah, it, that's that's great. But um, but the stadium is in such. It you know they need to be in a much better yeah. ballpark. What um, was your favorite surprise
0: yeah. stadium? Because you did a lot, you went to a lot this this year. Yeah, I would uh, guess some of first times. Probably my
2: favorite surprise. I mean, a place for, that went for the first time. I didn't expect that I'd like is uh, Philly. I, oh, I didn't really? think that yeah. I would like Citizens Bank, or I won't say I didn't think I, I wouldn't like it, but I I think I was surprised by how much I, it, it's near the top of my list now. Those games were packed, um, like because we drove, they were packed, and it yeah. felt
0: like. They were really, really packed. Because the yeah, same amount of people are at Yankee so Games, but it's so small yeah. and, like, close. Mm. It was cool. Yeah. I liked that place, too. It was the first yeah. time I went.
2: Well, and actually, the, the the people there, the people who work there and everything, it just... it. It was a lot more hospitable than I kind of thought it would be too. <laughs> uh, that's no disrespect to Philly, Philly. I, you know. Um, you know, I, I like Philly a lot actually, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that was uh, that was something that kind of caught my eye. Like, oh, okay, all
0: right, cool. Yeah. You know? right. um, right. Well, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, no problem, yeah, man. man. This is
2: awesome. Anytime you guys, uh, I can help you. Let me know. Yeah, and maybe
1: we'll bump down in spring training. You're
0: gonna you know? be
2: there, right? Absolutely. We'll be there. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll Best be there. of luck with everything, guys. Thanks, right, man. Thank you. Yeah.
0: There you go. That was Coley Harvey. Go tweet at him and say, Hey, Coley, learned so much about you. Wow, what a fantastic, fantastic interview. You should go on Talking Yanks again. You should, you, good job. Uh, and just say a bunch of compliments is the point.
1: Ooh, you look just like Coley
0: Harvey. Oh, and I'm Jake Sox. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Come back, came back and bit me. <laughs> Rat and rat. (laughs) Coley talked to us for like 20 minutes afterwards. And I think the funnest thing or the most interesting thing about that conversation we had, which I don't think it was anything crazy. But I kind of I said that I'm I'm interested how the reporters and Machado will get along, which we kind of talked about earlier in this episode, because Machado doesn't hustle and stuff like that. But Machado speaks English because Gary, I was like, he was like, what do you mean? I said, well, through the translator, the reporters are brutal. To Gary, I was like, I don't yeah. know who asked the questions, but I remember watching a post game. And I was tweeting about it, and the reporters were basically like, "Do you feel like you're lazy?" And then they made the translator translate that. Uh, and I said to Coley, "I was like, they would never do that to someone who speaks English because they don't have that buffer of the translator. They have to go right to the guy's face." And Coley kind of like, kind of like laid, like rolled it around in his brain, and then he was like, "Huh, that's interesting, man." Yeah. <laughs> Never really thought about it, yeah. Yeah, translators will allow reporters to say things they would not say. That was in 2017. And it was like, what are you doing, reporters that ask the questions? You're being mean. Don't be mean to your Gary. You'll don't, get mad. Don't be mean to my teddy bear, Gary. Which is probably mean of me. I think of right. him as this little impressionable teddy bear. <laughs> yeah. Grown man with, like, two kids very good at baseball right. I
1: saw a new tattoo I hadn't seen on Gary today on Instagram what is it Sanchez on his arm I think he's got a big <laughs> I've seen that one surprisingly <laughs> he's got a he's got a big one on his
0: leg he's got a kraken on it. him doesn't he
1: um I think it might have been the other leg um I think, I
0: think he has an octopus on him I think they like laid a real octopus. one yeah I think they laid a real octopus on him and then the tattoo artist traced it with uh, the tattoo gun.
1: No, I think he's got a big, like, religious one on his, like, left leg k- side of his calf. Left it's on leg. his Instagram story right now. It, it's I think it's got, I think Jesus is on there. I think that's Jesus. Or maybe that's Ben Gamble.
0: Wow. Gary's got a picture of Ben Gamble? Do you want me to go to this right now on air and tell everyone what it actually is? Well, I
1: know you want to now.
0: I'm one of the best tattoo describers going, so let me just pull this up real quick. He hasn't... Oh, Tyler Wade's got a story. You watch that. Okay, I found it. All right, so he's got... Whoa, yeah. Oh, that's Jesus with the red ring around the back of the head, like a red halo, and then Jesus with his arms up and uh, looks like yeah, that's it. And he's got well, he's more tatted up than I've seen. Right,
1: dude. Even those bicep ones are leaking
0: out more. Yeah, and he's just, dude. You know what sucks about whenever Gary posts pictures of him at the gym? It's just you know that huge guts just hanging out. You got all the <laughs> double chins. It's just like Gary, could you be any fatter and lazier while you're at the it's gym like, right now,
1: dude? Come if you're not at spring training down, I don't know, seventy five pounds.
0: Gary I was just to talking spring- to you, not Gary. Ga- there, Gar- Gary came to spring training overweight again. Oh, really? <laughs> why do you say that? Dude's fat and lazy. Oh, why do you say that? Seen him? Oh, you mean this picture right here? Insert picture of Gary not being fat because Gary's not fat and has never really been fat.
1: Oh, dude, next cold, next cold stove episode. Hopefully not the next one. Yeah, Brian we should-
0: Cashman, make a fucking move, man. These are boring.
1: We should do the um. We should do the ridiculous spring training statements and see who says them first. Like I'm sure there's either someone's gonna put on 15 pounds of muscle. Okay, we'll
0: save, it, gonna- we'll save it. We'll save it. We'll, save it, we'll save it. I like it. Okay, I like it. Your classic spring training storylines, and we'll we'll try to guess who best shape of their life, working right. on the changeup. Yeah, we'll we'll guess like nice. who it's who it's going to be about. And, yeah. and tweet us in your options. That'll be something we'll do. I'll tweet it out. Classic story. Spring training storylines. Who are they going to be about? Who's going to be working on their changeup? I think Johnny Lasagna is going to be working on his changeup. Someone's going to. Someone's going to have divin like deep into analytics. Mm-hmm. Like
1: who's who's going to be the guy that dove into analytics this year? Well, we'll, we'll, teaser, yeah, we'll teaser, teaser.
0: We'll get there. Teaser. All right. There. I think this episode Spoiler. went. This episode actually went long. Thanks for listening. Go uh, leave a five star review, and then you'll have you'll be in a contest for a shirt. S- subscribe on Patreon and leave uh, holiday Yankee thing, and you'll be in. Uh, you'll be if you subscribe on Patreon, you'll be in two chances to win a jersey, a lot of free shit because uh, ratings help us, and we're a slave to the ratings. Not really, we. But thanks. See ya. Yeah. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma.
4: Go Yankees.